The parents of um, Trayvon Martin have given their first interview to ABC, I think it was. That's since the acquittal on Saturday of George Zimmerman. He was, of course, the neighbourhood watchman cleared of killing their unarmed son. Let's just have a listen before we start talking, Kevin, to uh, what they had to say. My first thought was a shock, Um, disgust. I really didn't believe that uh, he was not guilty. You've now had five days to think and pray about it, both of you. Do, do, do you understand now how the jury might have reached that decision, and do you, do you accept it? As, as uh, parents, understanding how they reached the verdict, um, I'll never grasp that concept. Just as loving parents and God-fearing people, we just continue to pray that uh, whatever was in their heart was was what they intended to do. But we feel that the the verdict... We didn't feel it was fair, and of course, it's devastating. Okay, that's the parents there saying that they felt the the verdict, which was reached by the uh, six all female jury last weekend, not fair. And um, Kevin, those that 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 uh, that particular verdict leading to a nationwide protest, I think it's fair to say across the states, um, and and I think there are more planned for this weekend, isn't that so? Yeah, like everything else in America, the the country would be divided on this. Um, you know, you, for all the people you heard protesting, there are a lot of Americans with gun racks and those sort of things, NRA members, you name it, who think that George Zimmerman uh, got what he deserved, which was, they would say, justice. I mean, I listened to the pain of the Martin family, and I totally appreciate it, but, I, you know, I followed the trial somewhat. I was busy with another trial. But I, I just did not think they were going to convict, given given the circumstances. I think this is more about the law. We're not talking about a cracker, racist juror. There was actually a black Hispanic woman on the jury. Uh, the law is pretty clear, and it's, 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 it's an absolutely ridiculous law in a lot of respects, because what it says is, if you perceive me to be a threat to you, you can shoot me. This now, is the stand-your-ground law. so crazy. Yeah, stand-your-ground. Now, one of my colleagues, Farrah Stockman, writing in the Boston Globe, had a terrific column to put this in context. In the same state of Florida, there's a woman who was just sentenced to 20 years in prison because she fired a shot, a warning shot, discharged a weapon near her abusive husband to keep him away from her. And the police came and arrested both of them. And there's a mandatory sentence for for discharging a weapon as she did. And she got 20 years in prison. So in Florida... The law is harder on somebody who shoots and doesn't hit somebody than somebody who shoots and kills somebody. If that sounds bizarre, if that sounds Kafkaesque, that's exactly what it is. Florida is a bizarre place. But hasn't the Attorney General there, Mr. Holder, urged a review of the of the Stand Your Ground laws now? He has, He's launched a review, and there's also people urging Zimmerman to be indicted on civil rights grounds. Now, that was very commonly done in the Deep South when all white juries would acquit murderers of black people, white men who killed particularly the Ku Klux Klan. And so the civil rights uh, legislation that came in the 60s was directed, and we still have prosecutions like that to this day. There was somebody prosecuted just a couple of years ago for the killing of Medgar Evers in the 1960s. So those laws are on the book. 
But I, I got to be honest, talking to lawyers, they just don't see this applying in this case because there's no overt racism by Zimmerman. He never uses the N-word. He never gives anything. The one thing he says is they always get away with it. Now, was he talking about black kids? Was he talking about criminals? Was he talking about kids that wear hoodies? That's just not specific enough. Put it this way, Deval Patrick, our governor, I saw him the other day. He was the head of the civil rights uh, division of the attorney general's office. He was the highest ranking prosecutor in the United States. He also happens to be African-American, and he said that he did not think that Zimmerman could be prosecuted under the uh, civil rights statute in federal court. One of the things that I'm always fascinated by, Kevin, because it's a completely different legal system that you guys have over there compared to the very, Mm -hmm. if you like, sober system that we have here. And um, one of the jurors, an anonymous member of the jury, gave an interview there in the last few days where she said that the law gave her no option but to find Zimmerman uh, not guilty. I think that's I think that's a fair rendering of what she said. I think that's I think exactly that's how the jurors felt. I suppose what I'm trying to say is that it did something like that wouldn't wouldn't happen here. Whereas interviews with with members or ex members of a jury um, are are commonplace in in the states. Very common. I mean, the first thing we do when there's a verdict is we run to the jury to see what they what they might say. Sometimes jurors say nothing. But very often they will say something. Um, they do want to explain their actions. And I, we just have, we have a different, uh, uh, obviously a very different legal system yeah. here. And before we move off this then, Kevin, just I'm interested in the celebrity circus almost around this trial. You've, you have uh, Bill Cosby mm-hmm. saying that the issue of race should never have been brought up in this trial. You have Stevie Wonder vowing never to go back to Florida and play again unless these stand your ground laws are, 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 are done away with. Yeah, there's been a lot of celebrities chipping in. I have black friends who refer to Bill Cosby as a grumpy old white man. Because <laughs> he's in his old age, he's really become almost like a, a white suburbanite with all his views on. But, I mean, you know, it is what it is. And, and you know, I, I, you know, almost every celebrity did chip in this. A lot of professional athletes tweeted, particularly African-Americans, saying they're upset by the verdict. I must say, though, you know, people compare this to the O.J. thing. I think that's completely different. Um, There was jury nullification in the O.J. case. It really did come down to racial matters. This this race race was inescapable. I think you'd have to be you'd really have to be living in cloud cuckoo land to say that George Zimmerman was not motivated to follow this kid because the kid was black. But there are a lot of people that cling to that. They're the same people who say there's no racism in America anymore because we elected a black president. And they tend to be the same people who um, attack um, President Obama's credibility. So you take it for what it's worth. These are people who watch Fox News and they're, <laughs> you're not going to be taking them off this opinion. All right, then, Kevin, let's move away to another story that's making news here big time today. And that is the city of Detroit filing for bankruptcy. I mean, that's, uh, that's a bit of a surprise. Yeah, it's a big it's a big deal, actually. The uh, the mayor there was a member of the Boston Celtics years ago, one of those great championships teams, Dave Bing. And it's just – Detroit is one of those cities that can't get out of its way. I mean, the one thing I remember going through Detroit many years ago for a softball tournament is just how sprawling it is. It just goes on for miles and miles and miles. And, but it was a huge car industry know, it, at one point. Yeah, well, that's part of the problem. It's not just the car industry. Other, uh, you know, other surrounding industries collapsed. And then it became just one of those dysfunctional cities that couldn't. And so the people that would be the best and the brightest would just move away and not stay there. And, you know, 
Um, you know, in an Irish context, you could go to parts of the West, which lost so many, lost so many people after the, you know, the, the potato blight, and then that successive generations just moved on. And it was really hard for those places to recover economically, socially, culturally. And the same thing is happening in, in, in um, Detroit. It's just writ large. Um, Kevin, just before we let you go, uh, I, I, we've been talking every week, almost since, since the Boston bombings happened, but dramatic images released um, in the last uh, day or so uh, by uh, Sergeant Sean mm-hmm. Murphy. Now, he didn't get permission to release these images, but they, they showed the uh, Boston bomber uh, coming out of, of, a, of a boat. But the, 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 the key image is the one with the laser gun um, traced on his forehead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I know Sean Murphy. He's actually a pretty good police officer, and I was really surprised he did it. And he obviously did it in a fit of passion. Uh, Sean was at the bombing scenes. He was there for the arrest. And he became very friendly with the Collier family, uh, the, uh, the family of Sean Collier, the MIT police officer who was murdered allegedly by these two clowns. So I think he did something... He said he did it very specifically in response to the Rolling Stone cover, which puts him eye up there. Almost, he almost looks like Jim Morrison or Bob Dylan lying there in repose. Now, Rolling Stone so, say they were just what, going as part of their normal duties, reporting uh, hard oh, current affairs I mean, yeah, stories. You've, you've read sure. all of this, yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure that, that you know that's the same reason Playboy magazine gets celebrities to pose nude. That's just the way it is. They're trying to sell magazines. I'm not going to beat them up on that. Frankly, I found that I found the article itself a little more disturbing than the cover because the article went on for 11,000 words, and you would think that the author might have found the room for six words, and those words would be Martin Richard, Lou Lindsay, and Crystal Campbell because those guys killed them.